This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Chip in Tampa, Florida, on February 4, 2006. The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas. Chapter 11 The Corsican Ogre. At the sight of this agitation, Louis de Sweet pushed from him violently the table at which he was sitting. "'What ails you, Baron?' he exclaimed. "'You appear quite aghast. Has your uneasiness anything to do with what Monsieur de Blacasse has told me, and Monsieur de Villefort has just confirmed?' Monsieur Blacasse moved suddenly toward the Baron, but the fright of the courtier pleaded for the forbearance of the statesman, and— Besides, as matters were, it was much more to his advantage that the prefect of police should triumph over him than that he should humiliate the prefect. sire stammered the baron. "'Well, what is it?' answered Louis de Suite. The minister of police, giving way to an impulse of despair, was about to throw himself at the feet of Louis, who retreated a step and frowned. "'Will you speak?' he said. "'Oh, sire, what a dreadful misfortune! I am indeed to be pitied. I can never forgive myself.' "'Monsieur,' said Louis de Sweet, "'I command you to speak.' "'Well, sire, the usurper left Elba on the 26th of February, and landed on the 1st of March.' "'And where? In Italy?' asked the king eagerly. I I "'In France, sire.' At a small port, near Antibes, in the Gulf of Juan, the usurper landed in France, near Antibes, in the Gulf of Juan, two hundred and fifty leagues from Paris, on the first of March, and you only acquired this information to-day, the fourth of March? Well, sir, what you tell me is impossible. You must have received a false report, or, or you have gone mad. Uh, alas, sire, it is but too true. Louis made a gesture of indescribable anger and alarm, and then drew himself up as if this sudden blow had struck him in the same moment, in heart and in countenance. "'In France!' he cried. "'The usurper in France! And they did not watch over this man. Who knows? They, they were perhaps in league with him!' "'Oh, sire!' exclaimed the Duc de Blacasse. "'Monsieur d'André is not a man to be accused of treason, sire!' We have all been blind, and the minister of police has shared this general blindness, that is all. But, said Villefort, and then, suddenly checking himself, he was silent. Then he continued, Your pardon, sire, he said, bowing. My zeal carried me away. Will your majesty deign to excuse me? Speak, sir. Speak boldly, replied Louis. You alone forewarned us of the evil. Now try to aid us with the remedy. Sire, said Villefort, the usurper is detested in the south, and it seems to me that if he ventured into the south it would be easy to raise Languedoc and Provence against him. Yes, assuredly, replied the minister, but he is advancing by Gap and Cisteron. Advancing? He is advancing, said Louis de Suite. Is he then advancing on... Paris? The minister of police maintained a silence which was equivalent to a complete avowal. And Dauphine, sir, inquired the king of Villefort. 
Do you think it's possible to rouse that as well as Provence? Sire, I am sorry to tell your majesty a cruel fact, but the feeling in Dauphine is quite the reverse of that in Provence or Languedoc. The mountaineers are Bonapartists, sire. Then, murmured Louis, he was well informed. How many men had he with him? I do not know, sire, answered the minister of police. What? You do not know? Have you neglected to obtain information on that point? Of course it is of no consequence, he added, with a withering smile. Sire, it, it was impossible to learn. The dispatch simply stated the fact of the landing and the route taken by the usurper. And how did this dispatch reach you? inquired the king. The minister bowed his head, while a deep color overspread his cheeks. He stammered out, by the telegraph, sire. Louis de Suite advanced a step, and folded his arms over his chest, as Napoleon would have done. 